0: Welcome everyone to a super, super, super special edition of the player and the fan. I have- to-
1: Mama edition.
0: <laughs> they already have <laughs> me. it's over. Miss gonna cook for me when she comes up here. They're the best parents that I've ever come across. Um, some of the most sweetest women and they've always been an advocate and I'm so happy to have them on with me and David. Miss um, Pamela, who is Garrison Brooks' mom, and Miss Carla, who is the mother of Leaky Black. Welcome, ladies, and thank you so hey. much for time today.
1: Glad to be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the player and the fan.
0: So uh, so
1: thankful for y'all to be here.
0: <laughs> so we're going to start off. I think David is going to start off because I know he has more of the, the athletic questions uh, for us. And David, it's all on you.
1: So I want to get to it right off the bat because I had a mama that was probably the loudest woman in the stands every single game. She she cheered her heart out. Like even even when I turned to a coach, she would come to my games and fuss the cheerleaders out for not cheering enough. Like so that's that's kind of my my guy. So so I know for sure what this episode is going to be. So, again, I'm I'm. Grateful for y'all being here and thank y'all so much. But my first question is, and, and Ms. Tamela, you can you can start off with this one. Um, because we'll give you this one because your son is a senior. Um, how has it been over the last four years watching your son grow? Uh, especially at the University of North Carolina. So we've had Garrison, um, you know, jump out there and be advocate for Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. So how is it watching your son from, from you leaving him? On, on, at, at the dorm from the first day you dropped him off to, to now and then watching him go into his senior year? He
2: has made ginormous, ginormous strides. He has become vocal. Um, when when I dropped him off, he was shy. He was quiet. Mm-hmm. He was timid. I was like, this child is not going to make it seven hours. <laughs> um, he, he grew into being able to handle his own, he, he speaks for himself. I no longer pick out his clothes, I don't have ties, he does his own shopping. Um, and he has grown into a very uh, strong leader. Um, I didn't see him being that vocal. Uh, when he first left, I was like, God, you don't ever say anything. He just goes along with the flow. And now he actually talks. He used to shy away from the camera, now he wanna be in front of the camera. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah.
2: I, I see him with his teammates. Uh, he is, He's such a, a, a big brother, the leader kind of guy, and, and it's amazing to see him come from way down here to all the way up here, even on the court. Um, I watched him be such a role player, just do what he's supposed to do, you know, follow directions, follow the instructions, to now he helps someone else learn everything that you know, he learned along the way. So I, and I think that kind of goes with Carolina. Um, when he got there, you know, I remember Luke and Cam saying, hey, Miss Tam, we got him. Don't worry about him. He needs anything. We got him. And now he's in that role. Because I, I remind him all the time, I say, hey, now you got to be Luke and Cam. And it's quite incredible to see the maturation. It, it is. It really is. That's good stuff.
1: Love it.
0: And you want
3: Miss Carla to answer that as well?
1: Yes, you? absolutely.
3: Um, absolutely. I was, so, I was so into what Mrs. Tamela was saying, but right. <laughs> I will only add to that. I I haven't known Garrison obviously as long as you guys have, but what I've seen as a parent of a a student coming behind him, everything you said about how he's being the big brother, he was he was that way last year too, and before that, and he might not have been as vocal, but. People heard what he said because I've spoken with that person before, <laughs> so I know they listen. And I, I feel my my child is very much an introvert. So he has what I call those still waters that run deep, but he may not express that in the way that you want him to, or for him to feel comfortable doing. And I think he's still growing in that respect. And I trust the coaches and even the former players that that reach out and, and encourage that to just come on out. Um, he's not where he used to be and he's still on his journey, but I'm grateful for Garrison and for the Luke's and all those young men before him that kind of say, You good, we got you. Um, and even for Miss Tamala, who has been that way with our mothers group. We have a mother's group and we pray and we <laughs> encourage each other. And she's like, she's our leader. So I I appreciate that. You know, you we often sometimes get so busy with life that we forget to hold on to the people we care about you know, as tightly as we can, especially in these times. So that's been beneficial. But I'm still watching my child grow. And that in and of itself is a gift. Um, I don't take the opportunity that he has at University of North Carolina lightly at all. And I do feel like it's a family. And I've been made a part of that family.
0: So sweet. So, how did you two meet? Miss um, Tamala told me this story before, but um, I want to know how did you two meet, and, and what was that like? Um, ushering in Miss Tamala, um, someone under garrison, and you know, taking his mom into the fold. Go ahead, Miss <laughs>
2: Um, We we came to a game, uh, like kind of like a recruiting trip, and Carla came to the game. We hadn't committed. Um, I was still working on him <laughs> He came to game to meet us And I was like Wait a minute, she coming to meet us? Her son is younger And it was so amazing that She came to meet Garrison because She kind of, I guess, heard about him You know And her son was already committed And for her to come And embrace our family Just, you know, before we even Got in the door I was like, really? she reminded me of me you know I've always been mama and it was it was just amazing and when Garrison didn't initially commit to Carolina she still reached out and that that was one of the more amazing things that you know hey I was family even after I wasn't really even family
1: that
2: was that was one of the things that stood out about Carolina more than anything the morning my kid committed to another college I get a call from Coach Davis and Coach Williams mm-hmm. Coach Williams tells me if you have a flat tire anywhere in North Carolina and I can drive to you and get you you are still part of the family. I'm coming to get you. Mm-hmm. you will always be if you need me, hey, call me. And you know that meant hey, that meant the world.
1: The the the, cra- the craziest part is again, like everybody and again, this this is me speaking from experience and everybody like wants to know what the Carolina Family is, and, and you guys are really like experiencing that right now, and, and it, it truly is. And, and it, just like every family, we have our, our ups and downs, our battles, and all that kind of stuff internally. But that—that that is real. What you guys are, what you guys are getting right now. But back to you, Mama Black. So me, me and Kiera have often talked on this show about your son being the X factor, and I want you to kind of speak to what you see. Uh, and Leaky's development over the last couple years because for me, I feel like he is right there on the cusp. He the being. glue. He is, he He's is. the glue, and, I'm like telling he you. He is, and, and and for me, when, when he went down his freshman year, I was like, ah, oh, because he was the guy that could come in and do every single thing on the floor that we needed him to do. He could guard the one through five position. He could handle the basketball. He can do every single thing on the floor. And now this year, going into his junior year, we always talk about junior years kind of being that breakout year for you to be the, the superstar that you are capable of being. And I truly feel like Leaky Black is that guy. So how do you see his development going? Um, also, again, growing, growing as a young man off of the floor, but also on the floor? Yes.
3: Um, I see a lot of different things, and I wish I had the knowledge that you, Miss Kiera, and even Miss Tamla have. Um, and I often look at it through the lens of an educator. And I would tell teachers, kids don't believe what they can do. They believe what you believe they can do. So that's why it's so much power in what we say and how we mold them and how we build them up. And not empty praise, I don't like that, but like genuine mm-hmm. feedback. I saw you do this, and that, that means that you can do this too, and I want to see that again. And having that type of instruction that goes along with that coaching to grow a person, whether it's in the classroom or on the court, Um, I I tell people all the time, there is no other place I would want my child to be other than where he is because I agree with what you said. He is like right there and he's listening more to specifics about what he needs to do to have more confidence in his game and to have more confidence in his, his ability that everybody else sees. But he's so mm-hmm. he is also a humble kid. sometimes he doesn't see that, but people will tell him, "I saw that, and I know that if you can do that, you can do this. So some things have happened with um some of the former players, some of the coaching staff that were former players and and even I would say um a new aspect this summer that he's or a new i guess you could say interaction that he's had this summer in a different way that he's spoken a lot about, and that's his relationship with Coach Davis. So he's been able to get in there and and do some some shooting drills of some sort with Coach Davis. And the minute, I can't remember if it was Coach Rob or somebody that shared that with me, or maybe it was Coach Doug, I just started praising God. I was like, Lord, this is what I've been praying. <laughs> because if anybody knows that shooting, I know all the coaches know everything, but if anybody knows that at the technical side of that, it's him. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I, I'm just going to say that he's a man of God. I know whatever he's throwing in my son's spirit is going to be good for him. So I was just like, okay, we're putting all these ingredients and so we're going to try this recipe. And then the other day when I got to talk to him for a good bit of time, I said, baby, we've been shuffling the deck for, for three, two seasons now. I said, this is the third. We got to get cards. It's time to go. <laughs> so I'm like, and then we yeah. talked about all the different things they've done um just last night and I'm a, I'm gonna be quiet after this um he bragged about how close they are this year um he thinks a lot of your son Miss mm-hmm. Tam of course but he also praised Armando and he said mama he said dude smart he said he's he I won't say what what honor he's gotten because may may not be my place to do that but um what he told me he said that it takes a lot to get into that school mama and he said he's smart and he was propping his teammate, and I said, Do y'all seem to have that feeling throughout the team? He said, Yes, we do. They're all like really bonding, spending time together. So you've got the coaches doing what they need to do for him, his teammates, and he just, and now it's up to him. He's just that close. It's now for you to turn the switch on and go. Yeah,
0: they honor it. Armando tweeted it. Um, he got into the business school. Yes, he did. And I believe. Yeah. Someone else Erling got
2: into I think the journalism or That's
3: awesome. yeah. That, yeah that just made my day yeah. that made my day that is um so
0: talk about recruiting because i I feel like you know parents or or kids these days back in 2017 or even 18 we're on the cuffs of what it is now it's not even the same in two or three years talk about how recruiting has changed or how you've seen it evolve even in like two years or two three years since your children have gotten to school
2: recruiting i come from a a a real aau environment and kids back in 2016 2015, 2016, worked really, really, really hard. You got to show and prove. Now it's more your name being out there. Um, We came from an AAU team that had Wendell Carter, um, John Petty, uh, Alex Reese at Alabama, Jamal Johnson plays at Auburn. Um, we We had a really, really stacked team. But they were phenomenal players, and I mean, you see, they're all at a high level D one team now. Kids, that I don't want to say there's not as much talent.
1: Um, oh, no, go on, and say it, Mama, because you're right. I don't see, I don't see
2: the the talent level of players that I saw from. Uh, we played on EYBL, you know, Jason Tatum's and uh, those guys. So. The gr- you might come back from, uh, Boo Williams with some 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 bruises, some some busted lips. The athletes of today seem real entitled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a thirty point game and everybody's supposed to be on me, and everybody wants to watch the stars. And hey, I'm a four star now, and I'm number such and such and such and such. My kid was number one hundred and something. I remember when 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 he committed to Carolina, people were like. Oh, who is this? Where y'all get them from? But I knew from day one, Garrison played behind Wendell on our AAU team. And I used to say, hey, dude, you are just as good or better. I think you can do some things that Wendell can't do. I, as a matter of fact, I know some things that you do that some other athletes don't do that are ranked higher than you. But kids don't, they don't. They don't work for that. They don't work for the recognition. It just seems to kind of come out there. They know my name. I was on this program. I was with this program. The recruiting has be- evolved. And now the athletes seem like they got more control than the coaches. Yeah. Because they just, they just dock from team to team to team. I committed to this. And it's, it's such a media blitz. It's like everything is such a promo- I saw a kid do a, 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 a commitment to a transfer. He transferred to <laughs> I he that. Like, like I he was committing. Yeah. I was like, so it has become such a production.
1: So right. then when they get
2: to the college and the real, real grind starts, uh, someone back off. That's why the transfer list has about 12 to 1500 every single year. Nobody tells them, hey, you got to get it when you get there. Mm-hmm. See, that, it looks real good on paper when you got 75 offers. You can only take one, but nobody tells them, hey, hey, hey. It ain't even started yet. When you tell you to get on the line, that's when it all starts. But it seems like it's kind of, I don't want to say watered down, but the, the talent has taken such a uh, turn, you know. But that's that's just my take on it.
1: <laughs> oh no, that's that's definitely real, Miss Tam. You you just get you just preached a sermon right there because I'm gonna go tell you. I believe I wholeheartedly believe that everything that you just said. So I, I told I, I I was speaking to I forget who I was speaking to, but I was telling them like in my day we had to go and see the next best player in North Carolina. I had to go and see your Shavlik Randolphs, your Eric Williams, your, your 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 Justin Grays, all of those guys. I had to go and see them. I had to go and play against them. I couldn't tweet about them. I couldn't I couldn't post a, a video of me dunking real quick. And then I get recruited by the University of North Carolina. I had to go and put in that blood, sweat, and tears of, of equity every single time we stepped out there on the floor. And that's what I think the problem is. Uh, social media, I tell people this all the time, social media has has glorified these guys to a, to a point to where you don't even know if they're good or not. Mm-hmm. A highlight tape makes you good now. But speaking of social media, and Miss Black, i turn this back to you. Um, How is it growing up with your sons growing up in a social media era? uh, How do you protect them in in so many ways from the access that fans have to your sons? And especially being at the University of North Carolina, they're in a spotlight, especially having a year like we had last year. I know there were some things being said, you know, about but how do you protect your sons from that type of, I guess, uh, interaction from fans?
3: Sorry, I knew that was going to happen.
1: Um,
3: I will say um, I don't know if you can provide complete protection. I, I wish I could say I do a good job of that, but what I have tried to do, Coach, is prepare him as much as I could um, mm. for, you know, the interaction with the negativity you know, which they received a great deal of um, last year. And if you go to my son's like Instagram page, you're not going to see a whole lot of posts. I don't know if he's posted in the last five or six months. Um, He might put some on the store, whatever. But as far as people getting at him, I tell him you be prepared for that. So he knows that, that people are going to do that. And I think he had one incident even last season where he said something back, And I say, okay. see, if somebody comes back at you, mama is going to do this. (laughs) So but I we have to be prepared for that and um, to let them know that you're going to deal with a lot of the negativity when things don't go right, especially if you play for the University of North Carolina. There's a tradition and it's not that people mean you personally harm. It's just a standard that people expect. So you just got to deal with that. So you try to express that to them and let them know that if you know that you didn't do your very best, or you're still hurt, my son has dealt with injuries ever since that January Georgia Tech game. And I have not seen him do one type of interview where he complained about that being the reason we lost. And I expect him to be that kind of man. Um, Don't make any excuses. It's not what you wanted. Um, And one of the things he said is um, going through everything, all the negativity with social media, whatever, taught him is that you can't pay attention to any of it the good or the bad and I said I always told you you're not as good as you think you are and you're not as bad as other people say you are Mm -hmm. but that season experience especially through social media develops something within that he will take into this season and appreciate every single moment he's on that court and appreciate every single good moment and the bad because that's what develops his character And I can't tell you that I have the answers for that, but I can tell you that that's kind of how I've tried to keep him prepared for it.
0: Now, how do y'all deal with it in person? Because it's one thing to see it on social media. You can always log off. But when you're at a game and someone behind you is just yelling obscene things, like how do you just keep your composure? Because I know. it
2: has changed me. (laughs) Um, In high school, if you say something about one five, it's Mama, that lady, that lady down there that's standing up there looking at you. Um, I I got so much better. College <laughs> has changed me. I mean, you didn't, you didn't go there. Um, and I don't. I, I guess where we sit, we don't hear an abundance of it. Occasionally, sure. somebody will loose their prestigious tickets to somebody that ain't got no business sitting in those one
3: <laughs> and, and i've
2: heard a few people you know mm-hmm. hey, 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 hey you, you ain't got no business down here if you feel like that but we don't, we don't hear a whole lot of in person um i think my my first interaction or worst interaction was probably in greensboro
3: was it in greensboro no first one was nc state
1: yeah nc state Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, Ms. <laughs> Ms. Got it. remind that- me to come remind me to come back to that because i got a i got a story for y'all about nc state but go ahead you know and, and when people i think I, it might, maybe in greensboro when the guy
2: walked down and started to get at garrison oh yes that, that, lines,
3: wake, wake bars because i stood up y'all must not know his mom about
2: that life yes <laughs> but I, I, he he is so so trained. He, he's so not me. He's almost the opposite. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of rolls off. Mm-hmm. But like Mister Brown said, he ain't took that after me. <laughs> but I, I always tell him, you 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 give off the, the the persona of such a nice guy.
0: Yes,
2: tend to take that really lightly. Mm-hmm. Oh, so don't ever let people think you you won't get at them. Right. People on the court will use that. You know, a lot of people thought when he first came, oh, he just smile, He's so nice. Uh, in the paint, dude, you got to be a little rough around the edges. So he is finally growing into that. That helps him handle a lot of stuff off the court because we dealt with a lot of negativity, especially with the Silent Sam thing. You know, the coaches called and prepped me for that. I'm not from North Carolina, so I didn't know the the details, so I had to do my research, and I always tell them, hey, if you're going to speak out about something, know what you're talking about, facts straight, don't just be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until really when Black Lives Matter really kicked off and they did the march, that people felt so strongly I'm like, hey, hey, these are some people's kids down here, you're saying all these things as though they just, y'all need to get your record up they, they are still people, human beings. Mm-hmm. Now, the, fans, the couch potato fans, or the people get my boards forget that. Mm-hmm. They think they can just say whatever mm-hmm. they said to him because they said every now and then I clap back, but for the most part, mm-hmm. try to be real reserved, really reserved.
1: That's, it's funny because when you, when y'all threw NC State out there, I already knew because um, we had a situation, it was my senior year uh, in 2000, it might've been 2006 when we went over there. Um, and like, literally I had a dude following me up and down the court, cussing at me crazy, all wow. altercations, because because like my parents came, well my mom and we had our, we had our little section of family that always came pretty much to every single game, even on the road, especially you know, it being right up the street in North Carolina, everybody was there. So they had a situation before the game started. My mama throwing holy oil. Ah get like, my mama my mama and her purse throwing holy oil on them. <laughs> like it was like it the it was a crazy altercation. Nonetheless, we ended up whooping their butt and mm-hmm. I, I ended up having a career night. But it, it was funny when you guys said that because I, I in my mind, I said, I wonder, I know they done been to NC State. I wonder if they're gonna say NC State is the worst. And, and by far, NC State probably has the most disrespectful fans mm-hmm. that, that that you this can come across. This past year was my sure, first time ever, ever going.
2: Right. I had never been to NC State until Damn. this year.
1: My oh, husband yeah. told
2: me about it. I get that. I'm like, they off the chain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey,
1: it gives Duke a real run. Hey, the Cameron Craig. <laughs> No. Yeah, see, see, Cameron, Cameron is—they're more creative. Like they, they, they're—they're they're just creative. Now, if you got some dirt on you, they are gonna find it. Go they gonna—they gonna, gonna throw some stuff out there, but it's—it's it's creative. NC State—they are disrespectful. Hey, like, you you want—you want to put your hands on them? Like, oh my god! That's a whole yes. different ball game with them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I, my, I had to get my seventy-year-old mother under control. <laughs> <laughs> the folks that were sitting not far, because I think the way they have us seated, they had someone sitting, what, two rows, two or three yeah. rows behind us? Yep, and we shouting very nasty things um, to uh, to us mm-hmm. and the players. And I decided I'm just going to stand up in front of them. So I stood, if you look back at the home, I stood the whole time because I turned around and told him, I said, you can keep talking all night. I don't care. And I'm going to stand right here because nobody cares what you got to say. And my mama was like, don't you say that, let me talk to them. And I was like, no, <laughs> and no because they were just rude. And I never, I, I don't, I'm i not saying I'm perfect, but I never try to behave like that that will bring like shame to the, the group because we're a group, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. most of us as mothers, as parents, or whether we look out for each other, and we even look out for the coaches, wives, and family members, you know, what have you, mm-hmm. if they're there and Miss Jen, whoever, but they, by far, this past year were on a whole new level with the disrespect. Um, yeah. So for us to have walked out of there with a win was a, good, a really bright, shining moment for me because I was yeah. like, where, yeah. "Where did they all go?" <laughs> they thought we we are down. They're down, so let's get them while we got them, and and got surprised.
0: So, what are expectations for this year? Um, you can speak as parents or even as fans, if you want to separate the two. What
2: are you guys excited most about this year? I'm excited about the, the, the connection, the connectivity. Um, that was one of the things I noticed right off the bat last year. I, I missed the connectivity. Mm-hmm. I missed the, that camaraderie, that, that, hey, put your arm around. It was real standoffish. Uh, Normally, every every single year, we've done something as a, I think one year we did like a a 4th of July cookout and invite the whole team over. We just didn't get that feel with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I used to always tell them, if you can hang together outside Mm -hmm. of basketball, playing together is going to be great. I'm looking forward to the the meshing. Um, It's great to have highly recruited athletes, stellar, you know, the numbers coming in. This guy was all world. Putting it all together is is the biggest thing. Getting the egos to to step aside and, and everybody to come in and learn. Not to mention we want to put last year behind us. Right. Mm. Behind us. But I want to see the guys mesh, um, grow. Being able to see them grow and and to be able to follow the rules and do what coach expects them. Because if you can do what coach expects you to do, you will automatically be successful. It's it's so weird because I used to ask, I said, do y'all have like this little Notebook and y'all always recruit the same kind of guy. They always kind of like they all cousins in some kind of way. They always act the same. They, they have these little corny personalities. Now y'all a bunch of little goofballs. Y'all really? <laughs> y'all, we had a barbecue and they were watching SpongeBob. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all they, their personalities are really. There are no knuckleheads. I can't. Say that I've been around yeah. Carolina basketball and that's very odd basketball. But you usually got that one somebody that's about that lot. <laughs> they are all,
1: you know, just regular. They, are, they all graduated with us. <laughs> they all graduated. All the knuckleheads graduated around my time. <laughs> oh, but I want to
2: see them mesh. I want to see them. Hey, when, when you get to the point that you can do a no-look pass, mm-hmm. and, and you can throw that perfect alley-oop, you know, that, that hey, that's my brother. You, I don't care if you the, the high point man tonight or just want to get that w when they can remove self and numbers and my stats yes. it's all about the team
1: mm-hmm. I I, i'll say this because i've 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 talked to uh coach may um coach hoops all of those guys over the last couple couple weeks and and i, I went down probably maybe three weeks ago and uh, spoke to Jonas Serration. He's the the, the strength coach down there. But um, that was the one thing that all of them echoed. They was like, yo, we, we got a great group this year. Because I asked them, I was like, yo, is it going to be different? I was like, please <laughs> tell me now so I can prepare myself. Because. I can't take this, you know. No, I can't no. take that. I talk. I talk way too much trash to take this. So, so for me, I was like, look, let me know now. So they was like, hey man, no, they, we got a great group of kids, guys in here, and I don't want to call them kids. Excuse me. Uh, great group of guys in here. They 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 come to work every single day, and this this is the Carolina team that you're gonna be gonna be used to seeing. So I'm excited for this year um, to see exactly what, how they, how, again, how they put it together, how things kind of come to fruition, and if they are able um, to put last year behind them. So for, for you, Mama Black, because Miss Tamman, you just asked the last one, um, how do you, how do we, as a team, uh, kind of put last year behind us, or, or what has to happen this season in order for people to forget about last year? Is it championship or bust? Is it win the ACC? Uh, what, what do you think Carolina has to do in order to get people to kind of forget about last year?
3: Well, if you're speaking in reference to fans or the players themselves, you think, or just us as an organization?
1: a oh, or- little, little bit of both. A oh, little okay. bit of both. because I- it, because And so I, I'll elaborate a little bit. Because mm-hmm. for the players, last year is going to stick with them this entire year. So for the fans, one win, might can, Mike can shift that. If we go in, Cameron, and beat Duke, uh, we, ain't, we we ain't worried about last year for the fans. Yeah. But for the players, I think it's going to stick around a little bit longer. So more, yeah, speak more from the players' perspective.
3: Okay. Well, um, and I and just so everyone knows, and I'm I'm not sure if I know your background, Miss Carrie. I didn't make anybody's athletic team, <laughs> but I work with teams <laughs> all the time. So, um, whenever I work with a team of teachers or whoever one of the things that I do like to play off of is disappointment and, mm-hmm. and you didn't get your way or that didn't go well for us and how that's always used one or two ways, okay? It's either gonna be that, that thing that you remember that you can't get past it to be what you're going to be or you're on your road to becoming something different and you can't continue to look in the rearview mirror if we're moving forward, right? So use that to catapult you into where you're going. And, you know, with kids, I'm sure they could say, you know, this is your destiny. This year's team is going to redeem a lot of what we had to deal with last year. I hope you remember it because I hope you appreciate the good times that you have had. Like my son said, he didn't appreciate his freshman season. Even before he got um, hurt, one of the things he said multiple times is, Mom, I didn't appreciate that season as much as I should have. You know, so last year, if it didn't teach him anything else, I know it taught him that because he said that, you know, and they're talking about growing and moving forward. And I will continuously say the worst parts of last season from the fans, the disappointment that you can see on the look of your coaches faces, because I think that that went much, much deeper than what the fans Mm -hmm. tend to say on social media. Just disappointing people who've invested their family time, their time and energy, their blood, sweat and tears, their praise, all of that into you. And to know we didn't get come out with the outcome that we wanted, you know, reflect on it. I hope that that is all going on. I trust that it is because I trust our coaches and I trust our families and and the kids are good kids. But to help them not forget it, but in a way that's going to continue to push them beyond what the expectations are for themselves. You can't be worried about what you think other people want you to do. You know, you're going to have to become the person that, you know, on the inside you're supposed to be and stay in your lane. I tell my kids here, no traffic in your own lane. You know, Mm -hmm. stop trying to be like everybody else. You're not going to be the team that Coach Noel was on. You guys are going to be something different. We're creating that now and it's going to be using some of what happened last year to become that team for this coming year. So I hope all of that is something that they're building off of. I think the fans are um, some of them are fickle. No, no offense or no disrespect. Um, like Miss Tamler said, the little couch potato fan. You know, if they get a couple of wins, they'll act like they that, that didn't happen. But you know, we took that heat too. People knew when I walked in the principal's meeting, don't say nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go to those other schools because I will snap crackle pop on one of y'all. Don't talk about them kids either because I know those boys. They're good kids. Right. But it was hard. So as I say all that to say, I hope they're using the negative parts of last season to to definitely be more committed to the work ethic, to the the regimen the coaches have them doing, to the tradition, committed to the tradition of what being a player at North Carolina means and and becoming the best man on and off the court that they can possibly be this year.
0: Okay, so we're ending the, the podcast in a couple of minutes, but I just want to ask you guys a quick short question. So it's like one answer, Um, And it's just whatever comes to mind first. So the first question is, uh, outside of your own sons, who are you most excited to see this year? He's
2: black. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say Garrison Brooks. I I have always called him the glue that would, would bind this team together. And I said it like two, three years ago, because I watched him from, like I said, AAU until now. And I knew he could do some things. And he will tell you. I am on him from the minute he come out of that locker room. Hey, 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 stop thinking. Shoot the yes. Be more assertive. Hey, be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Leaky is definitely a game changer. I told him last year I said they go as you go. Mm-hmm. Not Garrison, not Cole. They will go as far as you go. And I still mean that. He is, he is, he has not tapped into all of his resources. He has a real he has a, a full arsenal. He can do so much more. And he know Miss Tamler going to get on him. from. <laughs> show me. Show me that Leaky Black that I've been expecting for three years.
3: I, I'm,
1: I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm ready to see that too.
3: <laughs> I'm obviously excited to see Garrison. I've just grown to love him. And I'm excited about all the, I think we're both excited about all the players, definitely. But I'm definitely happy and excited for Garrison. I mean, I've watched him. See, I've been attending the game since Licky committed, and I've watched Garrison since day one, and I just love him. With the minute I met you, Miss Tamala, and I, son, <laughs> I, I was like, "Those are my people." I could yeah. just you can just tell sometimes, and to know some of the things that he shared with some of the other players to lift them up when I knew he was down or hurting or whatever. I mean, you know, that kind of leadership that doesn't look for show or somebody to tweet about it or whatever. Just the little things that he does for other people. I have so much respect for him. I feel like he deserves the absolute <laughs> best season he possibly can have. I know. I'm going to go over there. There was one game really hard for Garrison, and he had his head down, and I'm going to get teary-eyed. But, honey, I started crying. I had to walk out in that hallway because mm-hmm. I don't like this. He deserves a great season. Our teams and our coaches do, the school does. And I, I feel Man. like Garrison, I think I don't know if I could be happier for anybody more than I will be for him.
1: Oh tissues. I
3: know. know,
0: Um, what is the I hate to say worse, but that's like the only thing that comes to mind. But I guess what's the most competitive arena you guys have been in that you're just like, oh my God, this is like this is an arena
2: basketball. I I have been to Mm -hmm. every (laughs) Southeastern conference arena there is Mm -hmm. um some some conference USAs. A lot of places but I had never seen a place like NC State. I mean, it, it was really I, I was thoroughly impressed, kind of sorta. But I was like, that's a line ratchet. <laughs> it was different. It was it was most people will say Cameron, but Cameron ain't big enough to rouse me yet. But NC State was a totally different animal. It was I deep.
3: agree. Mm-hmm. Same for you, Miss Miss Carla. Oh, absolutely! They were the nastiest, hatefulest people I have ever seen. And I know some. NC- My sister graduated from NC State, so she was <laughs> us, and I was like, "You better get your people." <laughs> I to say but um, we—I mean, you get used to it. At the same time, you you prepared, mm-hmm. but the level they took it to—I don't think I was prepared That's for right. that. I mean, the banners, mm-hmm. the ugly things that they had written on some of the banners you know you're prepared but you're like they really are trying to take you mentally completely out the fans too and i think really our boy our coaches i'm sure were preparing them but i think we took that as a a challenge and all of us that were there at that game we were like we gonna cheer our boys on despite you know it was just like a battle yeah they Mm -hmm. were nasty yeah yeah uh
1: what
0: is your most memorable game
2: I would have to say I was home, um, Virginia Tech,
1: yeah.
2: um, and I, I watched those old times again and again and again, and I have never seen Garrison fall to the floor, fatigue, the disappointment, the. but then when the guys told me everything that he told them in the locker room, that was probably... My most memorable game. I, I would say when he dunked on Wendell back in New York, but mm-hmm. it would have to be the heart and soul that he left on the floor at Virginia Tech these
3: passes. I I would say that game because we of course went into overtime and I just felt like that was one of my son's best games. Um and I felt like despite what he he was here in the stands, he he had a chip on his shoulder. Um, I knew he was hurting. And then I heard about the things that were said in the locker room and one of the coaches from your child. And and that made me happy because I'm like, I'm just grateful somebody does that, because as mothers, we're like the keepers of the soul. So when we know somebody else, some other man or whatever is doing that on our behalf, we just like, okay. And then um, one of the assistant coaches came out and said, you know, your son was a leader in that locker room, too. He didn't talk like Garrison. (laughs) But he said, I, I really saw a different leaky tonight. And I said, Well, I hope we see more of that leaky. <laughs> so you know, and it, and and we know how the rest of the season went, but everything, I don't know everything that was said, but I heard that story, Pamela. And then I heard that there was just a different feel like we might might not have come out of here with what we wanted, but I hope we all grew from this mm-hmm. in the best way possible. Stop being defeated. We can do this if we want to. And I felt like that was a, a tide changing um, game that night.
0: And and lastly, what is something that you want your child to know?
2: I would have to say I'm, I'm proud of him as a, an, an athlete. But I'm even more proud of the young man that he has become, the, the leader, the, the vocal guy, and the Christian. Um, they called they call me one Wednesday and they said, well, Garrison's leading Bible study. And I said, Garrison, who? <laughs> I had to make him be an usher down here at Mount Pisgah. But he has grown so much. And I think that the young man that, that, that stands before me now, he told me on the way home, he said, you know, in May, I'm going to be a grown man. I'm going to be off your dime. I said, you ain't going to be off my dime. <laughs> and that, And I think that's... Mm-hmm. One thing that I want him to know that I am so very very proud that after everybody that said he couldn't go to Carolina and would never play at Carolina, they did you know all the negativity. Hey, you did
3: it. I I would echo what Miss Tamala said, um, and also say there are a lot of things that my child has had to undergo. I would say since he committed to Carolina personally. You know, and and definitely basketball wise or personally that has affected basketball, so to speak. And I want him to know I've watched his maturation and I continue to watch him grow into the man that I'm praying that he will be. Because I go running about six, 630 in the morning, most mornings out on a track at a school next door to me. And I continue to thank God for whatever this season is is bringing, whatever fruit fruit comes from this season. I thank Him for it because I see Him maturing. Um, I hope and pray that this season is the season that He understands better and can produce on the court, and that that it, you know that it gives God glory. I say that all the time. I'm I'm counting that, but also that He He understands the connection between what I do on the court and the opportunity, and what a privilege this is. You know, don't squander that away because I hear over and over again um, people say you will never regret having attended University of You would never regret. It. it is truly a family. It's a gift. So don't don't take it lightly. So I I hope that he knows I love him no matter what the season brings. But I, I definitely am hoping and praying that I continue to see the growth in the man he's becoming. I
1: okay. Like it. Love it. Love it. Thank y'all so much for joining us on the player and the fan. There, like I, y'all remind me of my mama so much. So I, I, I feel I'm good and full. My soul is, is blessed over here. Yeah, we we had we had we had crying, we had laughter, we had all the emotions. So I definitely appreciate y'all for coming on the player and the fan. Me and Kiara, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, um, to join us today. So Kiara, you, you got anything else?
2: I don't. I'm I'm I'm, happy. I'm yeah, happy. If if we are on travel restrictions and they can't go home, I have been tasked with making Christmas dinner. Today hey. we'll save yeah. you a slice of red velvet, a pound cake, or something.
3: I make a peach cobbler.
1: So you can yeah. so you like I'ma I'ma just text y'all my address, you know just drop some off. Draw something off. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That's just it. drop one
3: one thing, um, and I'm, I'm definitely waiting on you to tell me, tell me what I'm eating when we come to your place. <laughs> I just want to say this, and I'm going to be quiet. Um, Coach Noel, I remember hearing about you receiving a coaching um position a couple of years ago, I think, or maybe if I'm wrong. Am I uh-huh. wrong about that? And um, then I read more about you as a player and a person, and I just want you to know I admire you. I don't know you personally. I haven't met you. I admire you. And Kier, when I met you last spring, I just want you to know. I feel like the old grandma. I just want you to know I'm proud of you, too. Um, just to know what you're doing. I follow you now and I read what you say. I like what you say. I always, I stalk Miss Tamer, but I follow you and I respect what you do. So just y'all keep doing what you're doing. I just wanted to say we are proud of you too.
1: We definitely appreciate that. And yeah, Kiara's, Kiara's my lady. Oh she my not she I, I need some Tisha. I need some Tisha now. Y'all can <laughs> me cry.
0: I just said it again. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: I, I truly thank you ladies and it's it's been an, an absolute pleasure I never knew embarking on this journey that how important parents are to, to writing or to storytelling and, and you two have been the embodiment of what it really means to understand not only players as athletes but also as people and it's always been my, my mission to just humanize athletes because they're people so getting to know the the reason behind their drive, their promise, has been the, the best thing alive. So um, I, I'm, I'm more than, than grateful. And this is just my push for my red velvet cake. So. Gotcha, I mean, gotcha. so I get gotcha. the whole cake, so whatever. Gotcha. <laughs>
1: gotcha.
0: All right, well,
1: thank love you
0: it, so David, anything else?
1: That's it. We good. We happy. Thank, <laughs> thank
3: y'all. Thank you Y'all have a good weekend. Y'all have a good weekend, yeah.